Hi, Kathy. Does this mean you know where babies come from? <laughs> no. <laughs> but that means that we have, or at least my stories, my first two little stories, are, they're baby stories. This is a baby special. Yes, it is. From you, at least. These are wacky. My first one, it kind of dovetails a bit with, you know, we had those cocoon stories yes. last year, late last year, and how, like, the story everywhere were cocoons and cocoon-shaped objet for people to mm-hmm. lounge around mm-hmm. in. Well, now they have, it's called the bubble baby bowl-shaped bed. Yes. And I have to say, when I first I looked at it, I went, oi, 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 oh, come <laughs> on, now for the babies? But this looks like one honey of a baby bed. Baby bed. As soon as I saw it, I was like, I want that thing I for want myself. That baby bed. I know. I think I don't think we could fit into it though. No, <laughs> <laughs> no problem. But these are amazing. They're like this completely transparent, like a bowl, and it cleans itself using polymers. Yeah, yeah. And and it rocks back and forth, but it never tips the baby out. Yes, it goes to seventeen degree, uh, seventeen degree angles. That's right. So you don't have to worry about your baby flopping out the top of the thing. Yeah, exactly. because you, know, you know, parents are always like, "Oh, how's the baby? How's mm-hmm, the baby?" Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And it was actually it was designed from a traditional Russian tumbler toy. But yeah, it's just it sounds so healthy. What does it say here? Oh yeah, the mattress is made out of buckwheat holes. Well, buckwheat, I think people often use like in those um, sleep masks things because they're supposed to be quite relaxing, although that's not what it's for here. It's got some kind of ability to purify itself or it's, something. Yes, it's antibacterial. And it also looks like you, you seem very sort of nested in it. The baby seems very oh, yeah. nested in it, which I would totally love. I sometimes like when I'm sleeping and I'm having a hard time sleeping, I'll sometimes kind of like stack pillows around me. So oh, I'm I do that too. Kind of, do you? Yeah. So do you, you feel kind of like do you have the hug pillow? nested? No. I just oh. turn the pillow on its side and hug it. That's the hug pillow. Oh, <laughs> there is a term for it. I, I came up with that term in the eighties. Was the oh, hug pillow? I see. I see. Uh, this was this was very cool. The other small. one, I think, I'm not sure. I was so crazy about. Yes, this is called the iPod toilet trainer <laughs> with an iPad stand. I think that kind of tells what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah pretty much. Know, yeah. yeah, yeah. Basically, it's just like a little uh, porta potty, and then it's got this little stand, and then you can basically stick the iPad on it. Isn't that one of those things? When I first saw it, I thought. This is one of these things that could totally be like a Saturday Night Live fake ad or something because you know your kid is already addicted to the internet, right? It's like, but I have to say I could see it working. And when you see little kids with, with their parents' iPhones and iPads, it's kind of incredible the way they take to it, right? Yeah, I, mean, I was astonished actually looking, um, doing a little bit of research on these t- two stories and seeing how many toys there are that spin around the iPhone and the iPad. Mm-hmm. It's phenomenal. You know, I, I thought everybody was still playing with Lego, but they're not. I guess just because I'm cheap. <laughs> yes, that's right. But did you know, I saw one thing. Did you know that there are urinal games for men in public washrooms? In the washroom? In the washrooms. And Is that all- like you try and hit it with your pee or something? Well, I guess that's one thing, but it's also, it, it, this is <clears throat> typical men, eh? It depends on the aim and the strength and the duration of the flow. <laughs> <laughs> that determines if you win. So, yeah, right, I see. Okay. <laughs> but, anyway. but, you know, just to return to the, um, the iPod-y thing, I mean, it does seem kind of 
silly to me, but at the same time, I think, you know, you and I were real TV babies. Like, I was practically glued to the television set when I was a little kid, and it didn't do me any harm. You know, on the one hand, I think people are worried about kids having so much screen time when they're little, but then I think that we did have a lot of screen time, just different kind of screen when we were little, too. So, now, I loved your story. Yeah, the, we've been doing a lot of stories, actually, on Spark uh, lately about things that combine, like, the digital and the mechanical or have some kind of um, digital, but they have a sort of a retro feel to them. Mm-hmm. And this is something that we've seen on The Sniffer, too. Yes. This was a lovely, lovely little art project by two art students. And it, it looks as though it's a Polaroid Instamatic camera. And what it does is it lets you do screen captures of things uh, from your computer, so little bits of your online life that you want to capture, like a particularly memorable direct message exchange on Twitter or whatever it might happen to be, um, and print it out. So you yeah. do a little screen capture and you print it out. And of course, this is something that you could actually just do with your regular printer, right, is do a screen capture and then print it out. But this is yeah, sort of designed to, yeah, this is designed to look like a Polaroid Instamatic camera and it kind of spits it out in the same way that your Polaroid Instamatic would be. And I think there is something, like, it's been going on long enough that it's beyond the sort of novelty thing of, you know, the iPhone case that looks like a cassette tape or yeah. whatever. Like, we're seeing it enough that I think there is still really like that strong desire for the tangible and the physical and the mechanical in spite of our digital lives. Yeah, my nephew, the littlest Bond of them all, is wildly into, like, old soundtracks. And he likes to get them, and then he plays around with them using new technology. He listens to them, he listens uh-huh. to them, and he only wants them on vinyl. And then he plays around with them with his Lego and makes movies out of them. But, like, that's all he wants. Yeah, and vinyl is, like, a really interesting example of that, the resurgence of vinyl. That it's not that people are interested in going back to... CDs, they're interested in going back to something that feels really analog. Well, it is really analog. And, but I did make me go, that's kind of sad, though. You know, that you're you know, making a screen capture of a text that you have. Yeah. And that you're <laughs> going to print it, and you're going to spit it out of this little Polaroid camera. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> anyway, I thought it was kind of cool and indicative of bigger trends. Yes, and I just saw... Just very, very fascinating. This is something mm. that came out of the CES. And it was this, what they call it is the 4K easel TV. And it's this huge telly that is on, and we, on, like on an easel. And it swings back and forth. Yeah. And it's like more and more lately we're seeing televisions come out in all these different configurations. Like OLED screens that are coming out in sort of like a concave form. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Mm. No. And then a few years ago, the LG came out with a 100-inch monitor that I've been noticing lately has been picking up a bit more traction. So I mm. just, I wonder what, something's happening with televisions. It's funny that there's this enormous amount of interest in um, new iterations of televisions and trying to get people to buy new TVs, right? And this, the easel thing I thought was kind of interesting. It made me wonder if like, it's tilting the angle partly that, you know, you're maybe imagining gaming applications on it, like where you want it to be like standing up. I was thinking of it as almost like a work of art, how you would hang mm-hmm, that yeah. and then just sort of spin it around. It's beautiful. And, you know, just every year there's a new TV story. I would like to know just on this last tip of this uh, TV thing is what would get you to buy a new TV? Like I bought a new TV because I, just bought one. I wanted... You did? I did. No, oh, that's your old TV. No, no. We got a huge one. A Samsung. Up at uh, the farm. I love it. After really? all this swearing of trying to get it to work at yeah. first. But yeah. Oh, I love it. But like now, what do we do? Sit like zombies in front of it, and, yeah, and watch. 
Anyway, I would like to know what would make people buy a new television set? What would be the killer app or killer design change that would cause you to make that big kind of purchase? Come to the blog and let us know. Yes, please. Thesniffer.net for links to these stories and more. Bye. Bye.